San Diego has been in isolation mode for more than two weeks, and despite rising case count and deaths, a new data point suggests that social distancing might be having an effect. The latest flu report showed a dramatic drop in cases. Two weeks ago, there were more than 580 flu cases, and last week, there were only 90. Because the flu and COVID-19 are spread in a similar way, this is a good sign. Today is Thursday, April 2nd. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your Coronavirus Update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Paul Sisson, you cover health for the Union-Tribune, and you've been leading the coverage as we try to wrap our heads around what's going on with the coronavirus pandemic in San Diego County. So interestingly, you wrote a story that ran in today's paper about how the weekly flu report may suggest that people are socially distancing. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure, yeah. They saw a really quite large decrease in the number of flu cases that they detected last week. Uh, They only were notified by, you know, in San Diego County, uh, all of the health providers and labs notify the county of every positive flu test that they collect. Uh, And so the the county puts out a weekly uh, assessment of of everything that they've been told about from the previous week. And so for last week, the, the total number of uh, flu cases detected was only 90. Uh, it was well over 500 the week before, so it, it dropped over 500% in a single week. Um, as you know, the flu is a respiratory virus, uh, somewhat similar, but certainly not the same uh, as a novel coronavirus. It spreads through uh, water droplets, uh, just like coronavirus. Um, so the, the thought is that, uh, you know, it's very interesting that uh, that a similar virus that spreads in a similar way saw such a sudden and marked decrease in the number of cases. And I guess the one thing that's different from the flu and coronavirus is that the coronavirus, we are not entirely certain how long the latency period is before people show symptoms. So understanding of the flu these people, the 90 people that got the flu this week, when would they have been infected? Like, do we have a sense of kind of when the social distancing really had an effect in the county? You know, I'm not quite sure what the incubation period is for influenza. I would have to look that up. But in this case, it really, it doesn't quite matter. I think it's, uh, you know, a few days similar to coronavirus. Um, The key here is that, um, we had another piece of data um, to go along with it, uh, looking at what's going on over at Rady Children's Hospital. Uh, you know, the, the main kind of confounder here is that people might just not be coming in to be tested for the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's being told to stay home if they have minor symptoms. So we could expect that we might see a decrease in flu numbers just from people staying home not coming in when they have flu symptoms, especially since flu symptoms are similar to coronavirus symptoms. And everybody's saying, if you have mild, uh, mild coronavirus symptoms, please don't come into your local emergency room. Please uh, stay out of your urgent care. Uh, You know, that's how this thing is going to spread if people who are symptomatic are coming in for healthcare. Um, But what's interesting is uh, I talked to Dr. Bradley over at uh, Rady Children's Hospital, and he said, uh, you know, it's very interesting that, that last week we saw a really uh, precipitous drop in the number of 
ICU uh, cases that we have had for respiratory viruses. Uh, they said that, uh, in fact, they've, they've seen so many fewer that they've had to shut down one of the three pods in their uh, ICU and send some doctors home. Interesting. So it seems that the county is, you know, trying to continue the message to all San Diegans that even though our numbers are growing, we want to do everything we can to try to avoid us getting in a situation like New York. Are they confident that this plan of social distancing and shutting down public places is working at this kind of, I wouldn't say first phase, but beginning-ish phase of the virus? Yeah, I think I think what they're seeing with the flu and combining that with what they're seeing uh, at Rady Children's, which draws from, from literally the entire county, there are only children's hospitals. So if you have a, a major um, respiratory infection that needs intensive care and, and you're a kid in San Diego, you're going to Rady. Um, I think that, that they are starting to feel uh, relatively confident that uh, that they are actually reducing significantly the amount of social contact that's happening out there. And, and anytime you do that, uh, you're going to see a, a reduction in, in, in disease. So, uh, you know, what uh, Dr. Bradley told us yesterday was, you know, look, uh, the way that we, we would know if there's less virus circulating in a community is we would have less severe illness that requires hospitalization. And that's exactly what we are now seeing. So, so yeah, I think that uh, that the um, public health folks in this county are kind of quietly behind the scenes, uh, quite happy with the situation. Um, you know, they're they're very guarded. When you ask them on the record exactly what they make of this, uh, Dr. McDonald, the head of epidemiology in San Diego, said to me in an email yesterday, "You know, it does look encouraging, but uh, I'm a conservative guy, and I'd like to see another week uh, with similar kind of situation, but." But, you know, I mean, the the three-year average uh, for flu cases, um, you know, for the for uh, for last week is 310. So uh, so 90 is less than a third of the three-year average. So it does seem to be um, running at a significantly lower rate, which would really indicate a decrease in, in viral transmission. Yeah, I'll be certainly really curious if this number kind of stays at this kind of range, because when you have more than one data point, you know, you can make, you know, some more educated guesses than just having one. And, and it's important to note that, uh, you know, I talked to Stephanie Stranthy over at uh, UCSD as well yesterday. She's a uh, uh, infectious disease epidemiologist, uh, you know, who knows a lot about this kind of stuff. She said, well, you know, it's important to note that, uh, that COVID, uh, COVID disease, uh, um, coronavirus, um, it's not, it's not exactly influenza. It appears to linger on surfaces a little more so than, than influenza does. So, you know, even though we may have reduced overall viral transmission of respiratory viruses through social distancing, that doesn't necessarily mean we know exactly what it's done to the transmission of COVID which appears to be somewhat different in transmission than other respiratory viruses. And, and let's not forget that this is a novel virus. So nobody's immune system has he, seen a uh, uh, novel coronavirus yet. So it, uh, it spreads much more quickly through a human population than something like a, a known strain of influenza would. 
Mm-hmm. And as you've been covering this pandemic and how it's been affecting things in San Diego County, what are some of the, I guess, caveats that you want people to know about this virus? Because given that this is such a new virus and we're just one small little piece in the world, it can be, you know, tempting to focus on like the numbers or some narrative when we may miss the full picture. What do you want people to understand about this virus, specifically in San Diego, that would better protect ourselves from what's going on? You know, the the clinicians I've spoke to, uh, I spoke to a a really smart pulmonologist uh, two weeks ago over at uh, UCSD, and he had actually treated uh, several COVID patients, including some in intensive care and some that have required ventilation. And... um, I think the thing that is really important right now, at least from what the smart people out there tell me, uh, is that if you do have a cough, if you do have some minor difficulty breathing, if you do have certain symptoms that may or may not be COVID-19, A, you need to take them seriously and seek medical advice on how to handle this. Uh, You know, it's probably not smart to just think, oh, it's not so bad. I can just kind of manage this on my own and I'm just going to lay low. Uh, and the reason for that is that, you know, the people who are treating these folks who are dying or having very severe cases say that this thing goes from zero to 60 very, very fast. You can be feeling relatively well in the morning and by the evening you can be in full on respiratory dis- distress. So um, it's important to pay attention to your symptoms And, you know, even though they're telling you, you should not be a burden on the health system and you should stay home and what have you, you know, if you, if you start to feel some kind of difficulty breathing, don't be shy about going in and getting help. You know, I I was, uh, I was in uh, two different emergency departments uh, last week, uh, uh, Scripps uh, Memorial Hospital in La Jolla, as well as uh, Sharp Memorial uh, in Kearney Mesa. And, you know, we're not inundated yet. Uh, you know, neither of those facilities and no one so far in the county has had so many uh, hospitalizations that, that were anywhere near uh, the kind of scene that's happening in, in New York. So um, people shouldn't feel like it's their patriotic duty necessarily to suffer through this and suffer through uh, severely worsening symptoms, understand that these symptoms can accelerate quickly. Mm-hmm. Certainly this that's what makes this disease so terrifying is just how, you know, in a matter of hours, our whole experience can change so drastically. Yeah, absolutely. So San Diego has been not really a lockdown, but a slowdown for about two weeks. What do health officials say about kind of how far along we are in the battle against COVID-19? Are we anywhere near the middle yet? Or are they, you know, not willing to say? Yeah, they're they're very guarded. They, you know, this is a novel virus, and they don't they don't really quite know what to expect. They're still doing the studies on on things like asymptomatic transmission, uh, you know, and so that will affect kind of how quickly this spreads in the community. So they're very very guarded in terms of picking a number in terms of where we are in the total scope of this thing. Uh, however, things like the flu results that they saw this week, uh, I think, um, are making them quite a bit more optimistic than they might have been even last week. 
Um, and uh, we'll have a story in Sunday's paper talking about, uh, you know, our working idea is uh, only testing will set us free. Uh, once we get wide-scale testing that's very available to anybody very quickly, then, then you can start to feel more confident about who has the disease and who doesn't, who needs to be isolated and who doesn't, whose symptoms are the flu and whose symptoms are COVID. So um, I think that they're going to be a lot more confident about what their models are saying behind the scenes once they're confident that they can test everybody who needs testing. So it's, it's kind of like this entire timeline right now is kind of held up by the fact that in some cases you're still waiting quite a while to, to get your test results back. Mm-hmm, certainly. Yeah, and that's the whole kind of tension behind this entire, you know, in a sense, horror film we're all living in is that we don't have all that information and people want clear, definite answers, but there just isn't any right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh... This is uh, an unprecedented situation, and and we're all just going to have to accept that uh, perfect answers are not going to be available for some time. But I think in the next week or two, we're going to have a much clearer picture than we have today. I think uh, it looks like, at least in San Diego anyway, it looks like testing is really ramping up, and uh, and that should allow them to know with more confidence how much virus there actually is out there in the community. Once they know that, they can be better at projecting how, how long it's going to take it to work itself through the community. Mm-hmm. All right. Paul Sisson, thank you so much. Thank you. Now your coronavirus update. San Diego County now has 966 confirmed cases of coronavirus, and the county has announced another death. Globally, there are more than 1 million confirmed cases of the virus, and California is tracking close to 10,000. San Diego County issued several new health orders today. Effective Saturday, employees in grocery stores, pharmacies, and drugstores should wear a cloth face mask of some kind. All businesses that are open must post reminders of social distancing and sanitation protocols. Parks, beaches, and recreation areas shall close their parking lots, allow for walking access only. Parks, beaches, and recreation areas shall close their parking lots, allowing walking access only. Said facilities shall only be used for walking, hiking, or cycling. The public shall not congregate or participate in active sports activities at these locations. The captain of a San Diego-based aircraft carrier battling an outbreak of COVID-19 on his ship was fired as a commanding officer Thursday days after his letter to crying conditions on his ship were publicized. Acting Navy Secretary Thomas Maudley announced the firing during a Pentagon news conference. Captain Brett Crozier wrote a letter late Sunday asking the Navy to remove 90% of his crew of the Theodore Roosevelt to halt the ongoing and accelerating spread of COVID-19 on board. A sentencing hearing for Margaret Hunter, wife of former Representative Duncan Hunter, has been rescheduled for May 4th, in light of temporary suspensions in certain court operations amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Margaret Hunter pleaded guilty to misspending a quarter million dollars in campaign finance funds over a period of years. Unlike Duncan, she worked with the prosecution. More than 6.6 Americans have applied for unemployment benefits this week, more than exceeding the record set last week. The California Department of Education released long-awaited guidance Wednesday night on how schools should address grading and graduation requirements during physical school closures. It's up to school districts and charter schools to decide whether to require graded work from students during this time. 
They can also decide how to approach grading, whether it be through a pass-fail system, a letter grade system, or something else. School districts could also choose to grade based on marks given before the shutdowns or allow temporary student opt-outs of a course. A postal office worker based out of Rancho Bernardo has tested positive for COVID-19, the U.S. Postal Service announced Thursday. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union-Tribune is dedicated to bringing you the latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read our public health stories related to the virus online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all the news at your fingertips wherever and whenever you want it if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story? Go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.